Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. episode 309 of real life ghost stories and i have three spooky stories for you and the last story comes from october the 5th 2023 and story number one comes from megan my husband and i were driving on the freeway in san bernardino california it was between 6 45 and 7 15 p.m and the sun was setting almost completely gone so the sky was a periwinkle color but not dark yet As we were driving, I noticed a line of several lights in the sky, maybe 40 to 50 feet in length and possibly a quarter of a mile in the sky in front of us. Take that with a grain of salt as estimating distances is not my forte. My husband is driving and I say, oh my God, I think that's a UFO. He looks and sees it too. Seconds after he sees it, the lights quickly go out one by one and completely disappeared. It was not Starlink as it was not moving and there were no visible stars in the sky. It's possible that it was a very long set of drones, but I'm sceptical as the colours did not change, the lights did not change their formation and I believe it was light enough to still see the drones if the lights were turned off. But I'm no expert with drones and not good at measuring distance, so I do want to keep an open mind and be logical. My husband agrees that what we saw was an unidentified flying object, but is of the opinion that it was most likely human-made. I'm sticking with aliens. Megan, how dare you throw an alien story my way so early into 2024? I'm aware you sent this back in late September, October, okay? But I'm getting to it early 2024. And we're, we're, really? Really, you want to introduce aliens at this point in the year? I'm joking, obviously, but my first thought was the Starlink. So I love how you got it in there and said, no, it wasn't the Starlink. I can read your thoughts, Emma. And it wasn't the Starlink. I'm recording this episode on New Year's Day. And last night I was watching the fireworks in London on TV. And um, a part of that was they had these big drones that all flew in formation to create different shapes and images in the sky. And it was honestly mind blowing. Like they had drones that were like dandelions with clocks blowing away huge in the sky a drone of a baby blowing bubbles. What? Like, how do you even program things to do that? And I'm not being funny, but if that's what we're doing with drones for frivolity, what what are, what are what military things are happening that we don't know about? I sound like I really should be well and truly in my tinfoil hat right now. But, you know, it really made me think. It really made me think. So I'm de- I've decided that every single UFO story that comes in from now on I'm just saying that it's super high-powered military drones. I don't care if if they have video evidence of little green men coming out of that alien spaceship. It's a drone 
It's always going to be a drone. We're sticking with drones. Thank you. And story number two comes from Audrey. Both my stories happened over the summer of 2020. It was at the height of COVID-19 and quarantine regulations were extremely strict. My younger sister and I were working in Alaska to make some money to pay for college. I hate Alaska. It's always 60 degrees and raining with giant mosquitoes everywhere. But it was only two months and my sister really wanted to go so I went. This summer my sister was 17 and I was 20. Covid had not yet reached Alaska so the state was very serious about their regulations. For the first two weeks of our stay in Alaska we had to be quarantined, literally locked in one room for two weeks. So as soon as we got off the plane me and my little sister were locked in my grandparents' basement for a solid two weeks, living off of canned food, with our only connection to the outside world being one tiny basement window. There was only one door in or out of the basement, which was always locked as everyone was terrified of us as possible COVID carriers. Anyways, it was in the last day of our quarantine, and we were going a little stir-crazy. I hadn't been sleeping well as I was sleeping on a cot on the concrete floor, and I was just excited to get through the night and be able to finally start work the next morning and leave the dark, cluttered basement. For reference, the basement was basically a square with a row of shelves that divided the room in half. So there was a small area by the window and a large area by the door where we slept. It was about two in the morning on our last night, when I woke up to my sister standing over me in the darkness. It was so dark I could see nothing but her outline. Did you hear that? She asked in a whispered voice. There was a moment of silence. Then, from behind the shelves, near the window, a man's voice spoke. Are you scared of me? You should be. I was still half asleep, but I knew instantly that the voice was absolutely real and absolutely coming from inside our room. This was obviously impossible as we were locked in that basement and I was sleeping in front of the only door. My mind raced to the conclusion that someone broke in through the tiny window and was hiding on the other side of the shelves. The voice spoke again, but this time it was just a horrifying, high-pitched laugh. I looked up at my sister and then over to the locked door and realised that we had absolutely nowhere to run and nothing we could do. So I rolled over and went back to sleep. My sister still does not forgive me for this. I woke up the next morning alive and well and asked my sister what had happened. After I had gone back to sleep, she bravely crept back behind the shelves by herself to see where the voice was coming from. The sound turned out to be coming from one of my grandma's Halloween decorations that had started going off in the middle of the night. It was a large crow in a cage that said a variety of creepy phrases every 30 seconds or so. We laugh about this story now, but in the moment it was terrifying. Also, we realised the next morning that the crow had no batteries in him and was switched off. He never went off again that whole summer. My second story I still can't explain to this day. My sister and I were working on a paint crew, painting apartments and getting them ready for people to move in. We went through dozens of apartments, all unremarkable. One of our co-workers told us a story about an apartment he worked on the year before where the woman living in it was supposed to be evicted. 
he went into her apartment to find all of her stuff still inside, untouched, but she had vanished. As they were repainting the apartment, he went into the downstairs closet and found a strange hole in the floor. The woman had dug a hole in the closet and was living under the apartment's floor. He had to call the police and remove her from the hole. I don't know if the story was true or if he made it up to make two young girls scared of closets, but it definitely worked. I refused to paint a closet alone after that one. Anyways, one day we were assigned a new apartment and it was an eviction move out. This apartment immediately gave me a bad feeling. Our first walk through revealed that almost every single wall had small splatters of dried blood. Not like crime scene level amounts, but it definitely looked like abuse of some kind. There was especially a lot of dried blood on the back of the front door. Rumours were circulating that it was a couple who lived there and they were evicted for domestic violence. As disgusting as it was, we just cleaned it up and painted over it like the blood was never there. Nobody said anything about it. The apartment also needed a window replaced downstairs in the kitchen, which me and a co-worker did in the afternoon. Then we locked up the apartment, including locking up all the windows and left for the day. The next morning we came back to finish painting upstairs. I went in the apartment first and walked into the kitchen, which had a hardwood floor. I took one step into the kitchen and stopped. On the hardwood floor were clear, muddy footprints leading from the window we replaced the day before. I panicked, immediately assuming someone had broken in. Me and my sister ran back outside and called in our other co-worker to go inside and find whoever had broken in. He came back out to tell us that no one was in the apartment and the window was still locked from the inside. We ended up having no choice but to go back in and finish painting the apartment. When I got a better look at the muddy footprints which were still clearly there on the kitchen floor, I saw that they were large and barefoot. They came from the window and then stopped dead in the middle of the kitchen floor, as if whoever made them was still standing there. All of us saw them and they were very physically real. I had to actually mop them off the floor. To this day, I can't explain how the footprints got there as the whole apartment was definitely locked and there was nothing out of place in the rest of the apartment. I feel bad for whoever moved in after that, as that place definitely was storing some bad energy. Regardless, I have never been happier to leave Alaska and I do not plan on going back. I know it must have been really scary for you and your sister at the time, right? But if you were my sister, and I do have a sister, and she turned over and went to sleep in the middle of a man being somehow in the locked basement that we were in, you wouldn't have to worry about him murdering you because I would murder you. I'd be like, listen, if you think that you are leaving me to deal with this on my own, you've got another thing coming, okay? Then I would murder you and then I would still be on my own. And then I would find out that it was a Halloween decoration and it would feel like a massive overreaction. I can only imagine that your sister must have nearly passed out with relief when she realised it was a Halloween decoration because that is so terrifying. And obviously then you'd think oh my God, has somebody actually somehow broken in and are we about to be murdered? Are we about to be killed stone dead? But it is weird that it, you know, was a Halloween toy that had no batteries in it and was switched off. That is definitely strange. And I wonder if this is like cost cutting in the afterlife, you know, if they're trying to figure out ways to make their business more efficient. And they're like, listen, Halloween decorations already do half the work for us. 
all we have to do is zap them to make them do the talky thing and then everybody's freaked out and we've done half the work. Maybe that and the recycling of old Victorian nightgowns is how the afterlife are becoming more industrious. It must have been awful to go into that apartment and obviously it has this terrible vibe and then you realise there's flecks of blood all over the wall and you'd be thinking, oh my God, awful things definitely happened here. And I'd imagine that creates terrible, horrible energy. And it really does sound like you and your sister did all the right things, you know, seeing the footprints, assuming somebody had broken in, leaving the house, getting a co-worker to come and help, etc, etc. But, you know, unless that person evaporated or was abducted by aliens, you know, it, it does make sense that the footprints would just stop in the middle of the floor, these barefoot muddy footprints. I would love to know if the person who moved in afterwards has experienced anything in that house or has those same feelings or has seen muddy footprints around the place. I would love to know. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. Yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. And story number three comes from Anonymous. Long story short, my partner and I recently bought a house. It's one of those pretty 1930s red brick houses in the south of the city, with a fabulous long back garden which is enveloped by trees. We fell in love with it on the first viewing, and although a bit old, but nothing unbelievable, just needs some modernising, we could see the potential. Previously, a couple similar age to ourselves in their 30s and 40s had lived there with their young child for around three or four years. We got the keys just over a week ago but haven't moved in yet. My partner is a joiner so he is going to tackle some minor work ahead of time. So on Monday past, I was at the house waiting for a fridge to be delivered. I had my daughter with me and she will be two in January. There is no furniture in the house at present, no internet and nothing really to occupy a small child. So we sat on the floor in the living room area with a Peppa Pig magazine, some toys and some snacks. My daughter was sitting facing towards the open door to the hallway and I was facing my daughter so my back was to the door. Looking out to the hallway, the door directly faces another door into the upstairs cupboard so there's nothing really to see in the hallway itself. At one point, she points towards the open door and says, clear as day, man? I look towards the door and of course, I see nothing. She says it again, pointing with her little finger and looking at me puzzled. Man? I can tell in her voice that she is saying it as though it's a question, as in, who is that man, kind of thing. I am immediately freaked, but I obviously don't let it show so as not to panic her. I simply reply, 
No man. Mummy can't see a man. She carries on playing and eating snacks. I'm still freaked out inside. A bit of time goes by and she points again to the door and says, Man? And I said, no baby, no man. At this point I'm ready to leave the house, but I still have to wait for the fridge. So we go outside in the garden and play out there for a bit. The fridge arrived not long after and at that point my little one needed a nappy change. So I took her upstairs where it's carpeted. Plus I was a bit freaked out being in the front room now and changed her nappy. After this she ran around the room a little, just excited, playful runs little kids do when they have a lot of space. And she stopped to look out the window. We were looking out the window at the garden, pointing out squirrels, etc., when my daughter suddenly turned around and looked towards the open bedroom door behind us. It was as if she heard a noise or something that I didn't see or hear. After a short pause, she started to wedge herself between me and the window as if she was hiding. Then she lifted up her little arms to me and said, up, up, for me to lift her up. Of course, I lifted her immediately and I asked, what is it, baby? She didn't say anything, didn't say man, didn't seem upset, but it was as if she was a bit shy. She is very wary of new people in general and will often want me to lift her when faced with new people. I carried her out of the room and into the other bedrooms just to show her that there was nothing to be afraid of and to try and assure myself that everything was okay, as I really was freaking out inside. She seemed fine with me carrying her around and being in the other rooms of the house. No upset and no startling behaviour. We then left the house. Since then, she hasn't randomly mentioned seeing any man when they aren't there. And it's not something I can recall her ever doing in the past. She's never claimed to see a man in our current house, nor does she ever appear to be talking to imaginary friends or any other creepy stuff. So I really am a bit spooked. Personally, I don't get any bad vibes or creepy feelings in the house. Rationally, I'm trying to put it down to just the fact that the house is different and empty. And maybe it had my little one feeling a bit uneasy that day. Maybe her imagination ran away with her. I'm hoping once our furniture is in the house and we have her room painted, we're going to keep the colours the same as her current room. It will all start to feel a bit more familiar to her. Look, Anonymous. I'm sorry to be the one to have to say this to you, but you have yourself a creepy child and the first thing you need to do in in your new house is to drop kick said child down the stairs to assert your dominance. I'm obviously joking when I say things like that, just to be clear, in case anybody thinks that I am advocating the booting of children, I'm not. I'm going to say for the sake of your sanity with moving into your new house, etc, etc, just going to say maybe just assume that your child has a really good imagination and that you know you don't get any bad vibes or creepy feelings which is a good thing so maybe it is the fact that the house is different and empty. I would love to hear an update though because this story came in from October. I'm assuming that you're in the house now a couple of months. I would love to know if you have had any further creepy kid incidents or any further feelings or thoughts about the house yourself thank you so much for listening to today's episode thank you to megan audrey and anonymous for sending in your stories remember the last story came from october the 5th 2023 
If you would like to send in your story, you can do so by emailing it to reallifeghoststoriespodcast at gmail.com. You can also check out the website reallifeghoststoriespodcast.com. And if you are desperate for some extra spooky content, you can subscribe to the Patreon. That is patreon.com forward slash stories, where for $5 a month or $2 a month, you get access to heaps of extra content, as well as every single main and mini episode completely ad free. And on that note, I shall see you next time. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 